Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years, and with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And uh, if anyone hasn't told you how loved you are, how cherished you are, how needed you are in being on this planet, and how grateful I am that you made this journey with all of us, the tribe, to be here and to light it up and set this planet on fire with love. I just want you to know that I love you so much for making that journey and taking this human form and dealing with the energies of being in a human body when you come from a realm where you're pure light and pure consciousness and can take on any form at any time that you choose. So I just want you to know how honored I am that we all came here as this powerful lit tribe, the Liddy Committee, has arrived on planet Earth, and we are here, and we are rocking it, and keeping it pop rocks all day long. You know, there's a beautiful thing about about life when you when you pull yourself out of the idea of getting caught up in worrying and getting frustrated and and you know and agitated and being distracted by the energies that are happening on the planet but when you really step into a place of like wow i'm really here and i have breath in my lungs and i have eyes and i have the ability to hear and i have the ability to walk and if i don't have the ability to walk i have the ability to do other things and you know it's just looking at whatever it is that we have to be grateful for that right you know when i was in a wheelchair i you know i made the most of my situation when i was in a wheelchair i didn't complain that i couldn't have my legs use of my legs and i didn't complain that i didn't have the ability to function what i did was i talked to my body every single day and told my body how powerful it is and how it's healing and any fears that i'm holding on to that it's not possible to release it from my system and to pull it from my mouth and throat and to clear it from my body and my mind and purify myself with the truth and so every day i just kept purifying myself with the truth and if it was money issues i would purify myself with the truth i would not focus on the money issues I would focus on the purification of that which is causing the money issues. So I would say anything I'm holding on to, any false beliefs I'm holding on to, any energies I'm holding on to. And the one of the, the ways that I would do that is I, I would say any money issue beliefs I'm holding on to cause, core, effect, record, memory, and discordant vibration that exists within any part of my being and any level of my being, be it physical emotional, mental, and spiritual that is not in alignment with me having a lots of prosperity, flow of income abundantly, and currency constantly showing up and being present, security, savings, and so much more. And so if that is the case, I now pull these energies and take a deep breath and release these energies out of my mouth and throat through deep yawn or deep cough. 
And I would keep saying that. And every time, if I didn't yawn or if I didn't cough, I would say, I increase it even stronger. And I hold the light of truth in my being. And I confront the darkness. And I confront the poison. And I confront the lie with love right now. And in this moment right now, as I confront the darkness and I confront the poison with love right now, it is losing its power, it is getting weaker, and it is slipping into the light with ease and grace and coming out of my mouth and throat through deep yawn and deep cough. Because the thing is, the more you stand and proclamate the truth of light in front of the darkness, the stronger you get. It's not when we run away from the darkness, it's when we stand in front of it. It's when we stand in front of ourselves, right? Like if you're a person who's stubborn, right? You want to talk to the part of yourself that's stubborn and you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm giving you love. You need love because there's no reason for you to be stubborn. You need lots and lots of love and I'm here to give it to you. I love you so much. You don't have to be stubborn anymore. I know that you feel like all your power is being taken away from you and that's the reason why you're being stubborn, but you're being stubborn about things that I choose to create in my life, things that I choose to to engage with in my life, relationships and money and opportunities and beautiful friends and new advancements and, and, uh, and, um, and level up myself. I choose that in my life and by being by you being stubborn that doesn't become possible because we're being stuck in limbo until you get out of your stubbornness and so I'm loving you right now and letting you know I'm here for you and whatever is making you feel that you're not getting love and acknowledgement and that your power is being taken away I'm here right now to say I'm here and acknowledging you and all of a sudden your stubbornness starts coming down and then your stubborn goes into the light And all of a sudden, you're not stubborn anymore. And then the universe can flow that good stuff right into your life because that's what God wants. That's what spirit wants. That's what source wants, right? Source wants to just, you know, floodgate you with this river of good stuff. Yeah. It just wants to flow it all the time. We're the ones who are putting the river rocks and building a dam and blocking that flow because we are creating stubbornness or we want to be right about something. So when you're in that process of wanting to be right about something, you always have to ask yourself this question. The universe is never against you. So you ask yourself this question, why am I against myself, right? You always want to ask this question. Love is not being blocked from you. So why am I blocking love, right? And and you always want to ask this question, you know, why am I still having health problems, right? The universe isn't creating health problems. And then look at that. Why are you creating those health problems? And you can even grab a piece of paper and you can start writing down the answers without thinking. Just keep writing until you're done writing. You know, you know the answer. And so the way to get the answer is you simply just let it come through your being. You ask a question such as, I'll I'll use one right now. Why do I love to engage with the tribe? The reason why I love to engage with the tribe is because I get to enliven the spirits of beautiful souls to recognize the power that they have inside of them. So they are not a victim or they are not codependent upon a system or anyone outside of them, but they see the power that is innately in them and step forward as leaders so that we can bring the light to the all-time high on this planet and recognize the truth and the illumination that lives within each of us and be able to draw that truth and illumination and shine bright and bring glory to this planet, both for our species and for all other beings who are thriving and stepping into that place of awareness. Now, you're like, 
Wow, that was interesting. Wow. Okay. But the thing is, the way I'm doing it is I'm not taking time to think. I'm asking the question and then I'm answering the question. I'm asking the question and I'm answering the question. So watch, I'll do it again. Why are you giving this information to the people? The reason why I'm giving this information to the people because I need them to be strong in their understanding that they have all the knowledge and information inside of them. And all they have to do is let the part of them inside speak through them by not thinking and just letting themselves answer the question without being concerned about what they're saying, how it's coming out, or being afraid that what they're saying is going to crash or destroy their construct or their illusion that they've been holding so strong to and built up and have become a victim and trapped into it like a slave or trapped in their own prison of their own illusion because they're not wanting to hear the truth because it scares them. By them practicing this shamanic exercise, they'll be able to move through it with ease and grace. You see? And I had no idea what was going to come out of my mouth. That's the whole thing. You, you have no idea what's going to come out of your mouth, but you have to just let them speak. So, you know, you can do that through writing. Start off, you know, you can start off on a smaller, on a smaller level. You just get a piece of paper and you say something like, you know, why am I so unhappy in this relationship? Or how come I'm not giving my all in this situation? And then you write the answer on the other side. So what you do is you take a piece of paper, you split the piece of paper down the center, like draw a line down the center. <laughs> On one side, you ask the question on the, so on the left side, you ask the question on the right side, you answer it and you do that again. So you'll write, you know, what do I need to do to create more money? And then on the right side, you just start writing, right? And then you say, you know, what am I, what do I have to change in my life to take me to a higher place? And then on the right side, you answer the question. You don't think if you start seeing your eyes looking out and out in the room, or you start going into that pondering feeling or that place where you're pot like if there's a moment of pause more than two seconds that means you're thinking the thing is that thinking isn't always the greatest solution to dealing with our human pollution okay and i'm going to say that again thinking isn't always the greatest solution to deal with our human pollution. Because thinking allows you to go into thought. And thought that you have may not be cleaned out yet. You may be operating on thoughts that are of your mother or your father or your guardian or someone who spoke to you in school or some friend of yours that told you something or some movie that you saw or something that has gotten in, right? Something that has gotten into your mental body that is operating information that is false, that offers disillusionment and discord. So if we are operating from a mindset that is bringing energies to a low vibration, those are programmed energy frequencies, meaning we call it looping programs, which are in there because some part of your being is accepting it as truth. And so the thing is, we have to be able to be our greatest bluff meter, right? Our, 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 we have to be our lie detector. We have to be our greatest lie detector and we have to do it with love. Like I call it loving interrogation. We have to learn to lovingly interrogate ourselves. And the only way that's going to happen is when you get into the place of not judging and not getting upset with yourself because you don't have it all figured out.
That's like, seriously, I cannot tell you how many people would have the knowledge and information that they need if they would stop getting upset with themselves before they, because they have this high expectation of who they should be and how they should be because they were those overachievers in school that always had to have their homework done and have the good grades and had to always come home with a good report card. And they always had to have it all figured out. It's like a protection mechanism, a control mechanism that if they have it figured out, they're safe. And, you know, and that's so far from the truth, because the thing is, is that your being is operating in what we call an evolutionary field. An evolutionary field means that your being can only figure it out as much as you're willing to become humble and have humility. What is humbleness? It means to step back and be okay with being wrong. And humility is the comfort, uh, the comfortability of being wrong. And wrong doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean that something is wrong with you and that you should beat up on yourself. Being wrong doesn't mean you should beat up on yourself. Being wrong means that you're willing to make adjustments for correction. You're willing to refine yourself okay, into something greater. So wrong allows you to step back and go, oh, I can refine this and make this greater. Not, oh, let me beat up on myself because I should have known that, or I should be where I think I should be, or because I put myself on a high pedal spiritually, I should have already had this information that Shaman Derek is sharing. So now I'm going to be down in the dumps about it and beat up on myself. The self-flagellation for the sake of evolving doesn't work. It, It doesn't work. To self-flagellate yourself, to evolve, it doesn't work. I mean, literally, I don't know if you've noticed, but when you were operating from a field where you were getting love and being acknowledged and being valued and appreciated, that's when you actually begin to excel. When you were getting annoyed, I mean, people grounding you and yelling at you, whatever, you were actually creating fear-based acceleration, motivating yourself through fear, which means that you're self-sabotaging other aspects of your life and also holding yourself back from your full expression of that eminent, powerful being that you are, that beautiful being that is here to shine its light and its glory and its radiance and its illumination into the world as you, as God, as you, God, as you. I'm going to say it again. God, as you, God, as you, as the tree is God, as the tree, as the flower is God, as the flower, as I am God, as Shaman Dirk, right? And so if you limit that or block it, or, or, or be upset about it and be mean to yourself because of it and self-flagellate yourself because of it, then you're basically saying, God, as me, I'm not giving you permission to be in this world. And that's why a lot of people choose to leave the planet. That's why they choose to die. That's all of a sudden why they get cancer or they get some illness or whatever. There's no reason for any of us to get sick or have an illness if we are fully grounded in being here and fully uh, you know, welcoming the experience of allowing our full expression. Now, I'm sure there's people who are listening right now in the tribe going, then why did my mom have to die? Did she not want to be here? Yeah. Exactly right. The thing is, is that even though it may sound really uncomfortable to hear, again, like I said, there's a lot of realities that may be uncomfortable to hear because we've been programmed to only want to hear the good stuff. But it's all good. All of it is. Every bit of it is because it allows us to make educated decisions and be able to step into a place of awareness. Awareness isn't just for the cookie cutter things that we want to hear. Awareness means that we're willing to hear about the things that are uncomfortable so that we can grow and refine ourselves. Not, oh, I'm going to be sad 
because I don't want that information, so I'm going to block it. That's why angels and spirit guides and, and your ancestors on the other side can't talk to you because they can't, inter- they can't integrate their energies with you, meaning engage with you in conversation and emotional clarity where they can send signals of feelings through you and talk to you and share with you all of these different ideas and all the wonders they've experienced in heaven since they've died and all the things that they want to share with you about the truth of the universe and all of these things because you don't want to hear it because you only want to hear that which you feel comfortable with. And that is what causes human beings to slowly progress. That's what keeps people's heads in the sands from really taking action as leaders on earth. That is what makes people sedentary and lazy and just want to smoke pot all day long and veg out and watch the world pass by and tell themselves that they're reaching spiritual enlightenment because they keep themselves on medicine. Those are the people who will constantly take ayahuasca over and over again as if the first time you didn't get enough of the synthesis from the ayahuasca that you can start building upon, but you need to do it again and again and again because you still feel that there's something missing. That's because you're not listening to the message. You're not, you're not opening yourself up to be humble and have humility. You're not allowing yourself or giving yourself the permission that you need in order to be able to receive the information that is coming from spirit without fear, without prejudice, without any kind of um, you know rule book that you would hold up in front of God and say, wait, 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 hold a second. Are you telling me that I've been mean to myself and 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 I have and I'm holding on to anger? But I already worked on all that. I already worked on that, so I'm not going to listen to that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen. Nothing's not. I don't have any um, issues like that. Spirit goes, okay. We're not here to. We're, Spirit says, okay. We love you, child. We're not here to debate with you or to fight your will because we don't fight. Spirit does not fight. Even when you come to see me, you're not coming to see me. You're coming to see yourself. I'm here to guide you to see yourself. If there are areas where I see that you're fighting, I will look and see if there is a spirit attachment or a parasite that is supporting that fight. If the fight is too much, meaning if the fight is so much that I have to burn my energy out to get that wall down, to take my chisel and chisel the wall of Gibraltar that you have put up against you having love or having prosperity or having good health or having any of the things that you are entitled to have. When I say entitled, when I say entitled, I mean entitled by the spirit world, meaning that is your birthright, not entitlement from the sense of it's okay to leave a cup on the table at, the, at a restaurant because you know someone's going to pick it up, um, you know, this kind of thing. And not at a restaurant when you eat, of course, they're going to pick it up, the bellboy. But I'm talking like when you go like to a, a cafe and there's a trash can, and you can throw your food out and you just leave it there because you think there's some servant going to come and pick it up. Or like the Uber driver is your driver. No, that entitlement has to go away. But we're going to talk about that another time. Right now, we're focusing on today about what we're speaking about. And what we're talking about here is being able to get into a space of allowance for spirit. Getting into a space of allowance for spirit is about stepping into a foundation of respect and honor and surrender and being humble and having humility and being willing to listen because spirit is not wanting to hurt you by telling you the truth. They are wanting to liberate you. 
You know, I, one time I remember asking Spirit to reveal to me when I was a little kid, uh, what was one of my lives of why I was going through so much pain in my childhood and getting beaten all the time and locked in rooms and, you know, just the, you know, just the most uncomfortable um, set of situations such as a child that me and my beloved sister was going through. And one day I was in the tub and the Spirit said to me, I was taking a bath because I love taking baths. And the Spirit said to me, are you willing to suspend your judgment? I said, absolutely. And they said, no matter what we show you, you're willing to suspend your judgment. I said, yes. They said, no matter how painful, how uncomfortable it may be, are you willing to let go of your judgment and your reaction and just observe? And I said, yes. They said, then we will show it to you. And immediately I was transported to Egypt and I saw myself as a pharaoh and I saw all the things that I did to the Israelites and I saw all the painful things that I did. Then I was transferred all the way to Persia and I saw myself as a king known as the fire king. And how I went after nations and people and stole their, uh, killed off their men and took their women and, and into our, into our kingdom, you know, and, um, and was about conquering and power and using magic and stuff in, um, you know, um, with the different priests that we had in Persia that were very powerful and using those powers to build a strong army where they were able to do flips and things that you would see like the acrobats and all kinds of things. They were amazing assassins and I saw that and then I saw you know um all of these different experiences of lifetimes where I was on the other end of the whip and where I was holding the handle of the whip I was holding the power that was allowing people to be hurt and whipped and and and, and you know all these horrible things and the spirit says um you know don't react child of light don't react just observe just observe these things are still inside of you. And the reason why you have asked to have a parent who is whipping and beating on you every day and why you are going through all of these horrible things that you and your sister are going through is because you were once those things. And, it's, and I said, so is this a punishment? They said, no, it's not a punishment. You chose it. You chose it because you wanted to remember what it felt like so you'll never become that thing again because now you're on the other side now you're not holding or having someone hold the whip for you and beat someone you're getting the beatings you're the one experiencing what it feels like to, to have your flesh burn and to have all of these different things happening and having people call you names and ridicule you and lock you up and put you in rooms for long periods of time and all this kind of stuff and when i say periods of time i'm talking like weeks and months where i would be locked in closets and all kinds of things i mean it was crazy but the thing is is that that what it did was it, you know, and I cried. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I got into, I was in the bathtub and I was screaming and welling and I was crying and understanding depth and not crying because I'm a victim, not crying because life sucks, not crying because I can't, um, you know, believe, you know, what a horrible person I am. I was crying because now I understood I was given the clarity that I needed to understand. I understood very clearly. And it was interesting because there was one time when my father was beating me and I fell to the floor and I couldn't walk any, uh, walk on my feet because he had beat me so hard and I was groveling at his feet, begging for mercy, and he kicked me off his feet. And I saw myself in Egypt then. But then once I asked in the tub, I got to see the whole picture. So I already knew that it was Egypt before, but I wasn't sure. But when they showed it to me again and then showed me Persia and they showed me, you know, all these other realities that I existed in 
um, it was quite an eye opener, you know. And the thing is, it's not like a tit for tat. It's not like because I was this horrible pharaoh enslaving people, you know, that's the reason why I had to go through all that pain. It's not because God said you have to go back to earth and go through all that pain. And a lot of people have this 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 idea that they have to suffer or uh, this reincarnation that you choose if you were a bad person in one life, you come back as a bad person again because that's your karma. It doesn't work like that. What it is, is that you as a spirit that has free will realizes that the only way that you can correct the imbalance is to understand the imbalance. So you choose a life that puts you in the imbalance that you created so that you can absorb it fully through your being. So you can begin to understand it while sitting in the center of it and then absorbing it. And then as you lift yourself out of it, as you shift yourself out of it, as you rise out of it, that is when you're able to shift the energy frequency that you created on earth. And then what happens is you gain this great power. And so you have to understand in other lifetimes, I was like taking over nations, right? And using my power of magic and sorcery from the priestesses and all of these things that I was granted and given since I was a child to be raised, to be on the throne and to, and to, to be in positions of power. And I was using my power to invoke fear in the people to get them to make moves and to get them to build temples and to get them to, to do the things that I wanted them to do. And I had no mercy. I had no emotions. I wasn't a person who cried and felt emotions for the suffering of people around me. I felt like this was their role and this is what they're supposed to do. And I enslaved them to do it. And if they could not do it, they were beaten until they could. And if they couldn't do it, then they were killed or they were exiled. It was very simple. There was no, there was no thought that went through my mind that was thinking, oh, well, let me sit back and think about how I'm hurting these people. That's not such a good thing for me to do. I was raised raised that way. I knew nothing else but that from my father. So I learned that in that lifetime. And when I was in Persia, I had brothers who were trying to fight for the throne. So I had to be smart and cunning and witty. I had to be clever. I had to sometimes even poison my own family members so that they would know that I was not to be taken over. There's a lot of parts of me that did not have compassion or mercy or the ability to, to uh, say to someone, um, I love them and the ability to to bring that kind of love to that level. So you can imagine why I chose to be a shaman in this lifetime, not as a punishment, not because I'm a bad person, but because I wanted to sit in the center of all of that energy and because I have natural leadership abilities, because I mean, face it, in two other lifetimes, I was a king. So and in other lifetimes, I was a concubine to a king that was constantly raped over and over again and used to make babies for his, for his, for his uh, dynasty. So I you know, had experienced a lot of childbirth through my body and a lot of suppression as a woman in a lot of my lifetimes. And then also being an oracle of Delphi of, named Pythia, who was taken from my parents as a little girl and raised to be the oracle of Delphi. I have memories of these things. So all of these things are part of me being Shaman Dirk. They're all interwoven into who I am. I still have the Egyptian king inside of me. However, because of the things that I learned from my childhood, the suffering that I went through, the experience and the pains that I went through, and also the, the level of being, um, you know, uh, locked up, the feelings of exile, the feelings of being beaten and tortured and all the things that I went through in my childhood, 
and all of it and more and how and watching people misuse magic and watching people misuse power and seeing all of that play itself out was necessary for me to be who I am because now I get to go to nations and rebuild the people. I get to, I spent time in living in Israel for many years, helping and assisting rebuild the consciousness of the people, supporting them and loving them and being able to go to Turkey and help the Muslim culture and help them to understand. And, and why I had a nanny as a child who was Persian, who was telling me all the time, I know that you were a king and that you weren't so nice and I'm here to help you. I've come to support you. I come to love you. Her name was Ati, you know, and she would speak Farsi to me and be, say beautiful words, which, which I want to learn more in this life. I have some friends who, a lot of friends of mine are Persian. I want them to teach me Farsi again, where I remember the beautiful words like Halashitore and all these beautiful things she used to say to me. She used to make me beautiful food like gourmet sabze, you know, or maybe it's sabze gourmet. It's one of, the, one of them. And, you know, all of these different um, foods with the yogurt and, you know, the dill and all of this stuff, you know, it, it was a part, it was interesting that how all of these things had to be and how, and how they had to be. Or like me living in, being in Cairo and going to Cairo and being there and living there and seeing how the people were treating me how people were following me down the street. I would be with my friend Franco and two of my friends from Russia and my um, ex-girlfriend, who, Kalanit, who was a ballet dancer, and my, my best friend, Dror, and we're walking down the street and people are following me, you know, and my friend, Steven, and we are all, people are following me and people, are, and my friends were asking, why are you following him? And they would say, oh, he looks like one of the ancients, you know, and I had such a, a strong connection to people who are Egyptian and have a lot of Egyptian friends who live in Cairo, who are Egyptian and tell me, Derek, when I look at you, I kid you not, you look like Amun-Ra. And that's exactly who I was. And also meeting other people on planet Earth who are also Amun-Ra because, hey, you know what? Guess what? We're quantum beings. It's not one soul per one body. It's not like, okay, well, there's only two seats in this car. So, you know, only two people can enter. When it comes to the embodiment, you can be many souls in one body. So there, I have met other brothers on earth, other sisters on earth who were also Amun-Ra, who were with me in that embodiment, who have had those experiences in their childhood, who has gone through a lot of pain and suffering and things that they've experienced because of their life in Egypt as well. And there's a lot of people that I have met in this lifetime who I connect with, who see me and they remember me. They come up to me and they go, I had a past life with you when you were in Egypt. I remember you. You were the Pharaoh. I have, uh, people come up to me. Oh, I remember you from Greece. I remember you. Oh, I remember you from, from Asia. I remember you. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing, life. But it's not about suffering. It's not about, you know, I'm beating up on myself because I was that person. No, I rejoice that I made the choice. Not God punished me or I'm this bad person. I made the choice to come to earth, to embody myself, to be into a family bloodline that is very powerful, to be a shaman, to travel the world, to go to all these different countries in the world supporting people, lifting and shifting people, putting the power back in their hands and being operating from a place of true leadership and true leadership for people to be leaders and so that we can lead the message of love forward on planet earth. So if I didn't go through all of those things that I went through, 
the question you would have to ask yourself, would I be this loving, nurturing, huggy, cuddly, you know, affectionate person to men and women and being able to just lay with you in bed and hold you in my arms and have you cry in my arms and, you know, and kiss your face and look in your eyes and sit there and hold you when you come and speak to me and hold your arms and stare at your, in your eyes and, and you see that my presence would I be able to be that? Would I be able to to operate in that in that place? You know, on on the other side, and I'm not just those beings. I'm other beings as well. I'm not just one being. I'm not just Amun Ra and and the Cronus and the King of Persia. You know, I'm and and Pythia. I'm a multiple. I'm a multi dimensional being. You know, and I was diagnosed when I was a kid. They told me that I was um, that I had uh, multiple personality disorder. Little did they know, I'm a shapeshifter. I have many spirits inside of me. I can walk into any social group at any given time and shapeshift myself into any of those people to understand them and to observe them and to learn from them and then to walk away and gain the information that they have in that group to share it with other social groups and maybe create a global alliance. You have all of these powers. There's not one spirit living inside of you that it's just one you, right? So that's why humbleness and humility, the ability to have humbleness and humility is ability to realize that it's not about you being bad or wrong or that you're not good enough. It's about you getting into a space of comfort and listening to the spirits communicate to you, right? Listening to the messages that that the trees need to give you, you know? I was in Turkey and I was in uh, this beautiful forest and I was, my friends were, you know, hiking and I decided to go hike off somewhere differently. And I went into the trees. I started talking to the tree spirits and they're telling me, thank you so much for making our presence known to humanity. Um, slowly, we know that the, that humans will begin to wake up and return and, and merge our worlds together again. But for now, we have to stay hidden. And then my friend was, one of my friends had snuck around the tree and was watching me talk to the trees and doing these rituals with the trees. And he came out and he said, who are you talking to? You've been sitting here for 45 minutes talking to someone. Who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to the tree spirits. He said, what do you mean? I said, I'm talking to the tree spirits and they're downloading the information of things that I need to do in order to support humanity and their relationship to be healed. And he said, oh, he's like, is there a way that I can feel that energy? I said, absolutely. And I, so I, you know, I said, put your hand on the tree. And I showed him how to activate the tree, how to get into the energy of the tree, which is coming out in my book um, that comes out uh, next year in October. And he was so like, oh my goodness, I, this is amazing. This is, this is unbelievable. You know, this is a whole nother level of connecting. And so when we get into that space of that relative space of realizing that, we have everything we need inside of us and spirit has everything it needs to give us to get us to where we need to be or what we need to learn in order to have more money or have more love or have whatever. But the thing that gets in our way is our limitation in our ability to recognize the profoundness of our nature if we were willing to take surrender, humility, and humbleness. Because that's when you can listen to spirit. That's when God can speak to you. That's when the angels can show up in your room and say, hey, the path that you're on right now is not supporting you because it's being driven by agenda and it's being driven by fear. We offer you another way to look at it. Would you be willing to listen? Yes. What is that? And here it is. 
or the person that you're uh, that you're in a relationship with isn't the relationship that honors you at the highest level. By staying in this relationship, it's actually creating you to look at yourself and to love the parts of yourself. And that's why they're bringing out all the ugly things that make you irritated and hurt and sad. Because if you're getting hurt and sad, that means that you're not loving those parts so clearly that they can get in and attack those things inside of you because you're not clear with who you are. So spirit will bring that to your attention, right? One time I had an argument with a friend of mine, this woman, Stephanie, that I was living with. And, uh, and, I, and Spirit said, there's no need for you to argue. You have nothing to prove. And I said, okay. And they said, um, and I said, so how shall I proceed? They said, the best way for you to proceed is to take responsibility for your actions and the things that you said and the behaviors that you have um, displayed. Go back to Stephanie and say, I'm sorry for my, the way that I acted in my character. That is not who I am. And I'm sorry for the words that I've said. I am a being of love and I'm here to let you know I take full responsibility and that is not who I am. And I'm sorry for the way that I acted in my character. And I'll be more mindful of not letting that letting that happen from a place of fear ever again and i was like what i was like what no i don't want to do that and i realized wait i'm fighting the message i'm fighting the message because my ego wants to be right so then i said is my ego getting in the way and they said yes your ego wants to be right and wants to feel self-important it wants to feel um you know self-assured that it's correct so that you feel safe speak to your ego with love. So I said, ego, we have to stay in a place of love. We have to honor love. And so it's the best thing for us to do. And I could feel this uncomfortable feeling inside of me. And then I went and did it and I felt liberated. And because of that liberation, it was so powerful because it opened me up and spirit was like, you see how you feel now, child? Do you see how important humbleness was and taking that humility and humbleness and being, being gracious and, and stepping into that place of compassion, both for yourself and the other person? And I said, yes, I do. They said, well done, child of light. Well done. You see, the thing is, is that it's not about creation saying like, this is good or this is bad. It's about how do we stay in a place of love? And that's what spirit is always guiding us to. How do we stay in a place of love? If we are thinking against ourselves, we're not in a place of love, are we? No. If we are saying things against ourselves, we're not in a place of love, are we? No. If we're saying something about someone else that's not loving and kind, are we in a place of love? No. If we are speaking about someone right? And we're saying negative things about them. Those negative things should only be spoken if we plan on sending energy to them that supports those release of those negative things. So I could say, you know, this friend of mine, she's very close-minded and she operates in this way. However, I'm sending her powerful source of energy with the help of many spirits to shift her out of that behavior and lift her out of that reality and that dimension. So she's able to step into a place of more love, more clarity, and more understanding. That way, that is when you're operating from a place of, yes, I can talk about this person to my friend, However, we're going to use our power right now, all of us. Let's all join our forces together right now and change this, this behavior of this person, right? That's when you're doing what I call rightful magic, right? And that's when you're really using your mojo in the right way. Right. Like you like there's times I can say something I can say like, yeah, that person, you know, that, you know, they've been getting on my nerves and they've been irritating me. And just like it's just been ridiculous how much they can't stop, um, you know, being disrespectful to everyone. But then I don't end it there. What I do is I simply say, however, 
now that we're all together, let us join our energies and send them powerful energies of what they can become and what is possible. Let's call out what they can become. Shall we hold hands? Shall we light a candle for them? And that way you're shifting energy. And we'll get more into that. But that's really important, right? And so getting into the space again with this skill. So let's go over the skill again. So the skill is the same, um, which is ask the question, right, on the left side of the paper, answer the question on the right without thinking. Once you get really masterful of doing that on paper, and I always think it's really good to do on paper. It's like you're using a scroll, you know, you can like, like you're scrolling with the spirits, you know, it's like scrolling with the spirits, right? It's like literally you write the um, question on the left side and you answer the question on the right side. And when you get really masterful of not thinking and not distracting yourself, right? So like if you do catch yourself like for two seconds, trying to think of the answer to write, go back and ask the question again and then write the answer and keep doing it until there's no pause in the in the moment of of reading the question that you wrote to answering it. And so when you get really good at that, when I mean like good at it, I mean like you've really, you know, massaged that technique, that shamanic technique and you and you judged it, right? Then you don't have to use the paper and you can do what I do, which is simply just ask the question and answer the question. Such as, ask the question, is it right for me to be in LA right now? Yes, it's good for you to be in LA right now because there's a lot of projects that spirits are bringing to you here in LA and a lot of people that could use your support by putting your roots down in LA for a moment will give you the ability to expand more consciousness in LA and be able to support people on a global level. And then you'll be able to move and travel in ways that you haven't before. And this is also going to open up more doors for you to be able to connect and bring messages both through media as well as bringing more intellect into the lives of people who are here who are already grounded in LA and doing beautiful things. You'll still be able to travel and you're going to travel a lot of places. However, you're going to have a base which is going to be in LA and then your base will be in Europe towards the end of next year going into the next year. So that is why it's important for you to be in Los Angeles at this time. Now, I didn't even think of any of those things. There was no pause in my language. There was no pause at all. It was just simply ask the question and I let it, the part of me that knew the answer speak right through me. Like, I'll do it again. Is it really this easy to um, speak to all of you? It is very easy to speak to us. It's so easy. The thing that gets in front of people is that they think and they judge. And that's what blocks the flow of communication from us to them and from them to us. In order for them to move past that, they have to let go and surrender and trust that whatever's coming out is the information that needs to be said. And then they have to observe it without reacting. Thank you. So um, what is the reason why people react so much? Why do they have a fear of not allowing this information to come through from all of you? The reason why people have a fear is because they've been conditioned and programmed to have it, to figure it out and to have it all figured out. They feel that they have to have control because they're afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of something they cannot control. When you are doing this exercise that you're teaching them, Shaman Durek, you're teaching them to let go of control and to trust the process of allowance. This gives them the ability to slip in between the different realms and information that is coming in from all of us beings that are here to support them and love them and to see them illuminated and being the powerful leaders that you say to them that they are because they are and they are so wonderful and so powerful and we love them so much and all of us are wanting to speak to them and give them messages so that their lives can be easier and they don't have to have pain or struggle or strife anymore. 
Thank you for sharing that. So you see, as I just asked the question, I just answer the question and the Spirit speaks through me. Watch this. So when you speak through me, can any spirit speak through me? Yes, any spirit can speak through you. How do I know if it's coming from the light? You will always know it's coming from the light because the light speaks from a place of love and not force and not wanting to put you down or to say anything that you've done is wrong. The light is always about full unconditional love and acceptance and allowing you to expand when you feel comfortable to expand. There is never a push, there is never a fight, and there is never a struggle with the light. The light doesn't make you feel bad about anything. The light is always illuminate and always there to help you support yourself by loving yourself and seeing yourself in the highest place. I see. So, so you're saying basically that if it is coming from um, a, a lower energy, it's going to say something different. If it is coming from a lower energy, it will make you feel like you're not good enough and that you're not smart enough and that you're not loved enough or that you're doing something wrong or that you should have known better or it'll get upset with you or you'll get frustrated or you'll feel tense in your body. You'll also notice that when the light speaks to you, it's very open, it's very airy, it's very free, it's very expansive. When darkness is speaking, it's going to be very heavy, it's going to be very hard, it's going to be very tough. Tough. It's going to be very jagged. It's going to feel very tight inside of your body. You'll be able to know the difference the more you practice. It's okay to practice. Just remember, it's a loving interrogation. And you can interrogate us as well. You can ask any questions to us. And if we answer from a place of fear, or we say that we don't know, or we give you one answer such as love, and we don't explain ourselves, it's not coming from the light. I see. So like a question, an answer would be like, for instance, like, who are you? I am Lady Aurelia. I am here to bring forth love and understanding to the planet Earth. I work with people's dreams and I offer them an opportunity to see possibility within themselves. I'm always here to lift energy when it is operating in dense form. I remind people of the simplicity and the easiness of life that they can have. I'm here to serve God through the consciousness of evolution and through the process of recognizing one's enchantment within themselves to be free and to feel free in every aspect of their life. When people call upon me, I lift their spirits. I make things light and I make things fun and I bring joy and celebration to things. I am the light of the sparkle that you see when the first light hits the water. I am the sparkle of glitter. I am the energy of radiance. That is who I am. I am Lady Aurelia. I am sister and daughter to the divine energies that live within all of the beings of earth. I am the divine presence of that wonderful guide, that wonderful helper who is here to bring the light of your being into a radiant form. I am the representation of God as radiance within your being. You can always call on me and I'm always here to assist you and love you and support you in every way by lifting you out of the Maya and allowing you to see how simple and easy things can be. So is it that easy? So you're so when you express that, Lady Aurelia, that is the difference. So when you're saying that when a spirit that is coming from a lower dimension and so forth speaks, they're not going to give you descriptive information about what they do for God or how they serve through the light of God because they can't. 
because they're operating in fear-based consciousness or darkness or they're in the underworld? That is correct. Because they are in the underworld, they'll be operating from what they experience in that world. They can tell you things like they are love and that they're here to help you, but they cannot describe what that help is from the highest level of truth, from the place of love. And you will be able to feel the difference both in your body and in your consciousness. If you do not feel expansion, like when you talk to me, you feel expansion, then you will know the difference. I see. And so, for instance, like in another lifetime, or say another lifetime, because I don't even want to say another lifetime because it's all happening simultaneously. Is that correct? That is correct. Everything is happening simultaneously because there is no time. So anyone can jump to any period of consciousness that is necessary as according to what they need to learn to grow from. I see. So like, for instance, a person can leave this life and then go reincarnate into a person's body in the 70s. That is correct. And there are quantum levels of that person that exist in the 70s. So it wouldn't be like that person who was driving down the street. That person has quantum levels of their existence. That is correct. I see. So let me go back to what I was saying then. So for instance, like um, I was told by spirit and by many um, beings from the light that in heaven, I was known as Angel Turiel. Is that correct? That is correct. You are Angel Turiel. You are an angelic being and an angelic host. That is why you have access to a lot of powers in your embodiment, not just from your shamanic upbringing, but also because you've added extra levels of energy to it through your knowledge as being an angel. And that is why when people listen to you, they feel lifted in your energy because your vibration of energy has an angelic nature. I see. And so could I bring more of my angelic nature to my life and people? Yes. However, the reason why you haven't is because you have other parts of your being that have not allowed you to bring all of that angelic energy to the forefront at this point. It's not because they're mean or because they're bad. It's because there's certain time frames where certain things have to be illuminated on earth. If you were to bring your full angelic nature to earth at this time, it would not serve the people or support them. It has to be a gradual process so that they're able to grow into the energy that you've come to bring them. Once you're able to lift them to a higher perspective, you're able to show who you truly are and you'll be able to illuminate them even further into their beingness of who they are and who they were in heaven. I see. So you're saying that the parts of my being are not limiting me because of the fact that they're bad or coming from darkness. You're saying it's because there's a time for all of those energies to be seen and be present on the earth. And so if I was to take full embodiment of myself as Angel Turiel and to operate in full power of that energy at this time where we are in our sojourn, meaning our evolution, it wouldn't support the people because it would make them feel a little bit far removed from me. So I have to have a balance, uh, giving them a little bit of the angelic nature of my being through my words where they can feel lifted, they feel energies moving through their body, but also at the same time have the other parts that lived on earth at the, on, that were in other dimensions simultaneously that are happening right now, such as the, the pharaoh or the woman or the priest or the different parts that I played on earth to be here to help people to relate to who they are right now. Is that what you're saying? Yes, beloved child of light, that is exactly what I'm saying. And that way you're able to move through energies faster and be able to help the people evolve faster because they can be relatable to you and you're able to connect with them on a heart and soul and body level instead of just on a heart and soul level. The body is very important as an anchor to help them to understand, to be comfortable being on earth during these tumultuous times that have been created to lift people out of the pain and suffering and into a place of love and acceptance. 
Fantastic. That's what I wanted to know. Okay. So do you see, Tribe, how easy it is? And I want you to say yes to that. Isn't it easy to, to practice this wonderful technique of putting that piece of paper down and writing the question on the left side and answering it on the right side? Can you see how wonderful and how great and how beautiful that is going to open up your life in a huge way? Yes. And isn't it just amazing how life is always showing up for you? Yes. And isn't it feel good to feel lifted and shifted every single day? Yes. Yes, it is. And isn't it beautiful to recognize how easy and effortless things show up in your life and how surrounded by love you are? Yes. And don't you feel good right now? Yes. Don't you feel lit right now? Yes. And are you excited to practice this shamanic technique? Yes. And do you feel how wonderful it feels to be you? Yes. And do you see how powerful the light and the energy and the ancestors and the angels and the beings and the elves and gnomes and the fairies and all of the mythological beings and all the spirits and all the different dimensions are supporting you and all the tribes of the earth that were at the time of Pangea and the time now, all of the ancestors of those tribes are supporting you and your ancestors are supporting you. Yes. And then is it wonderful to know that every cell in your body is emanating light and frequency and that any illness and sickness is being released and cleared from your body right now? Yes. And doesn't it feel wonderful to just jump up and down and scream and say, I love this life. Life is beautiful. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. And every level of my being is bursting with joy for being in this embodiment. Yes. And isn't it powerful how psychic and how aware you are and how much clairvoyance you have, how much audio you have, how easy it is for you to sense energy and how sensual you are and how sexual free you are and that you don't put labels and limitations on your pleasure and what kind of pleasures you can allow in your body. Yes. By the foods that you eat, the way that you dance, the way that you do art, the way that you speak, you're bringing pleasure into your body. Yes. And isn't it wonderful to know that you exist for the purpose of bringing light into every corner of space and every galaxy and every dimension? Yes. Yes. And yes. <laughs> Very good try. So I'm excited for you to practice this technique and to open yourself up to really getting into that space of lovingly interrogating yourself from a place of love, humbleness, and humility, and stepping into a new understanding of yourself where you'll be able to allow spirit to truly communicate to you and really build a wonderful skill that's going to support you and your family and your friends and all of your life here on earth. Thank you so much for being a part of today's share. And if you are not following me on Instagram, what are you doing? Instagram is the best place for you to get in touch with me because I do IG live videos where I interact with you. We do healings on the videos, on the IG lives. Plus, I leave posts that are there about to inspire, enlighten you. It keeps you updated on the workshops and things that I'm doing, as well as you can sign up on my newsletter to find out what workshops and how to level yourself up and also to get some really cool videos that you don't get from Instagram or anywhere else that are going to teach you powerful shamanic skills to be able to lift and shift yourself to higher levels of possibility. So if you're not signed up on my newsletter, go check it out at shamanduric.com and sign up on my newsletter. If you like the share, please go to iTunes. If you don't have an iTunes account, just sign up for a little bit, leave a review. It, it means a lot. And also, 
invite to ignite, right? Inviting people to the tribe is you saying to your family and friends, even the people you just meet, I love you. And I know that you joining the tribe is going to take your life into places you never thought possible. It's like you're giving them the golden ticket to, 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 you know how Willy Wonka, you had the golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. You're giving them a golden ticket that they can be able to open themselves up and get on the lit train. You're giving them a one, you're giving them a golden ticket for life on the lit train. Invite to ignite my darlings. Do every type of way you can. Send it to them in letters. Send it to them on social media. Get the tribe and get the tribe ignited by bringing in more members into the tribe so that we can lift and shift. That's right. I love you. And until next time, stay lit and recognize that you matter. <laughs> See you later, alligator. Bye.